Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday, Championship Sunday. But the Patriots, once again, breaking news. A breaking news podcast number two of the weekend. What offseason? So much for spending the weekend watching other teams play football. The Pats making headlines, maybe not for reasons that we wanted to see. But yesterday we have Tom Brady's retirement and then – or retirement who the heck knows what's going I've on i've been calling that? it sh- are you familiar with the concept of schrodinger's cat you, no but anybody who's like- familiar with it it's basically schrodinger's retirement i'll explain schrodinger's cat to you off the air okay got it all right so josh mcdaniels you see it right there at the bottom of the screen josh mcdaniels and dave ziegler the patriots de facto general manager heading to the las vegas raiders forming Patriots West out there in Vegas, in Sin City. Now, Josh McDaniels gets his second chance, Alex, at being a head coach. Ziegler goes up and up and up the ranks here with the Patriots and uh, initially uh, really put in the work and and was somebody that grinded uh, themselves through this and got to this spot. So we have a, a lot of different ways that we could go with this. I would also mention... As much as I trust Adam Schefter, maybe not after yesterday, and Ian Rappaport in their reporting, it ain't over until it's over with Josh McDaniels, right? I mean, there is still some work to be done here and still some uh, I's to dot and T's to cross. And I will believe that Josh McDaniels is officially leaving to join the Raiders, Alex, when he's standing there or sitting there at the podium being announced as the head coach. Do you think that that is fair? Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought I made the joke to you. I made it to somebody like, who do we trust less here? Right. Right, Schefter or McDaniels, given what's happened with, with Schefter in the last 24 hours and a rough look for him. And obviously, McDaniels, we know what happened with Indianapolis. But remember how, I don't want to say this week started because it was Thursday, but the McDaniels stuff was just kind of simmering below the surface. And, right. you know, hey, he might be interested, but there's nothing official, blah, blah, blah. And then Thursday... Before, I don't think anybody was even calling him the favorite. And then Thursday, or sorry, Wednesday, there's a report that he's not the favorite. So nobody's saying anything. Thursday, he's no longer the favorite, which apparently he was at one point. Or Wednesday, he's no longer the favorite. Thursday, he becomes the favorite again, goes out, interviews with them this weekend, and here we are. So uh, roller coaster couple days, love the coaching carousel, fun time of year. And yeah, now the Patriots are in it. And these might not be the only departures this offseason. we, we got to see what happens with Gerard Mayo. Um, Mike Reese reporting Ivan Fears might retire. So I right. don't know where you want to start with this, but if we want to start from the Patriots' point of view, the two longest-tenured offensive staffers were Ivan Fears, who'd been here, he predated Belichick, and then McDaniels, who was here really since 01, except for those years where he went to Denver and St. Louis. So... The next longest tenured staffer is um, uh, Nick Cayley, who joined in 2015. Right. So you're talking about a 14-year gap here in experience. There's some work to be done to rebuild this staff now. Those are two, both, both uh, McDaniels and Fears are monumental departures. Yeah. So I want to start with McDaniels. I think my opinion on who is – the bigger loss here for the Patriots might be a little bit different than yours, Alex, but where I'm coming from is piggybacking off of what you just said and leading into this, that 
the Patriots have a ton of brain drain on the offensive coaching staff between Josh McDaniels, Dante Scarnecchia retiring two years ago. Ivan Fear is probably retiring as well. This is a huge turnover during a time where the roster is also turning over, right? So you have a second year quarterback. You have pieces that you're trying to implement, not only from the big free agency last offseason, but assuming the draft class with another potential weapon thrown in there, whether it's a trade or a free agent or a high draft pick at wide receiver, they have to integrate new weapons. They have to keep this thing rolling with Mac Jones. His development, talking about Mac, is the most important thing out of all of this, in my opinion. Whether you want to get into Ziegler's importance to last year's draft class and all that kind of stuff, Mac Jones' development and his continued forward progress is the most important thing for this organization moving forward. So along those lines, talking about who might replace Josh McDaniels as the Patriots' offensive coordinator, from what I've been able to piece together and just on my sense of it, I find it hard to believe that the Patriots are going to promote somebody like a Troy Brown, like a Nick Cayley, who you mentioned, like a Mick Lombardi, who's been on the staff for a couple of years, and give the job of offensive play caller and really the offensive coordinator to somebody that has zero play calling or coordinating experience at the NFL level. I I just don't know if that is really a good way with the second-year quarterback to go about it. I think that that's really playing with fire. So the way that I look at it is external hires on that front. And this is why I I feel like the Ziegler thing might hurt a little bit less than McDaniels in the long run is because the Patriots, whether people like their drafting or not, and they've certainly had some issues recently up until a last draft class with drafting and with player uh, acquisition and all that kind of stuff. The rest of the league loves the Patriots front office. They, you know, Nick Casario gets a job. Very next year, Dave Ziegler gets a job. And the Patriots have a pipeline there, whether it's Elliot Wolf, whether it's Matt Groh, uh, some of their other up-and-coming scouts. They have a pipeline of scouts that they like in that front office that I think can move up the ladder here and replace some of the weight lefted by da- uh, left by Dave Ziegler. McDaniels, I don't think there's an obvious in-house candidate to replace him that's ready for that job. So I think they're going to be looking for external hires. And then you get into how long is Bill O'Brien, if he is the guy, how long is he going to be your offensive coordinator before he gets another chance at being a head coach, whether it's in the NFL or in college. And you start to really recycle offensive coordinators throughout the beginning of Mac Jones's career. I want to take a second to shout out our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. That's CLNS50 to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Where would you like to – I think O'Brien's the obvious answer. Yeah. We can talk about that 
for sure. Uh, but is there anybody else that you like that's maybe besides O'Brien? But what are your thoughts on O'Brien first and foremost? Yeah, I, I think he's he's the as most somebody that's watched a lot of Alabama, by the way. Yeah, so. I I think he's the most obvious choice. I think he's the best choice. I think him having that working relationship with Mac Jones, even if it was minimal, what a month, if that, when Mac taught him the Alabama offense, when O'Brien got to Tuscaloosa last year, but uh, I think his familiarity with the Patriots, how everything runs here. Um, The other thing is we might forget or or underestimate how ugly things got in Houston. I don't know necessarily that may work to the Patriots advantage just because I don't know that O'Brien's necessarily one and done. I think he'd want to be a head coach again, certainly. And it's something that might come up down the road, but it might take more than one year as an NFL OC for teams to view him as a viable candidate. Frankly, if they do after one year, things probably went pretty damn well. And we may not have to worry about Mac Jones dealing with the turnover of offensive coordinators. You get what I'm saying? So, right. I think O'Brien's the guy, other names that interest me, if they go internal. So the other thing with O'Brien too, He'll implement a lot of that that more modern stuff that you've been calling for, the RPOs, yeah. the spread. At least it seems like he would. So, And I think that that'll help him. I don't know that they need to do it as much as Alabama did, uh, but I, I, I think he's a part of that. I think he'd bring in some of that. Uh, if they're going to go internal, I'd like to see Troy Brown because, again, you talk about familiarity, and uh, Mick Lombardi hasn't been here that long. Nick Cayley's been here. I mean, seven years a while in the NFL, but Troy Brown's really immersed in it. And I think he might bring some of that more modern stuff too. Um, if they're going to go external, Chad O'Shea is an interesting name because I look at Cleveland's offense and he's sure. not their offense coordinator. He's their pass, their game, pass coordinator. game coordinator and wide receivers yeah. coach. But, you know, he brings some expertise with wide receivers, which I think this team needs. And I think there's some things that Cleveland does again in that RPO mold and I don't know if the how much it involved the passing game coordinator is with that stuff but there's some things from that offense I wouldn't hate seeing here the one other name and I don't necessarily think this is realistic but it's just a name I want to put out there on the radar is a guy named Holman Wiggins he's Alabama's wide he's been Alabama's wide receivers coach for the last three years and I think we all know what Alabama's receivers have been for the last three years and he had assistant head coach of the offense added to his title this previous season, which is a big deal under Nick Saban. And there's videos. I think I I sent you this right of him breaking down RPO concepts. And I think he just really gets modern, modern football. I think he really gets the receiver position, which again, the Patriots need. Um, And he obviously knows Mac Jones. He worked with Mac Jones for two years. So I don't know that he's, he's still really young. He's never worked in the NFL before. He interviewed for Notre Dame's wide receivers coach job, so it would have been a lateral move. I don't know if he didn't take it or he didn't get it. He might be a year or two away from being an offensive coordinator. Like maybe if Bill O'Brien comes in and does like a year or two and then leaves, we talk more about Holman Wiggins, but maybe as a guy for Bill O'Brien to bring with him. Yeah. Right? Like how much are they going to rework it? Or maybe for Bill, if they promote, say, Mick Lombardi to bring as the the wide receivers coach and maybe a passing game coordinator here. So I don't know how realistic his name is. That would be a real long shot, but I think his name should like his name should be on the Patriots radar because as an offensive coordinator or not, I think he'd bring a lot of what the Patriots need to the staff. Yeah. I I think the thing with Josh McDaniels and, and we've talked about McDaniels and we've been pretty hard on McDaniels on this show at times over the course of last season, despite the fact that 
he developed Mac very, very well in his rookie season. I think the foundational elements that he put into the offense were still good. But what we've been searching for from the Patriots' point of view offensively is some of that new flavor, right? Some of that these new things, the new schemes, whether it's borrowing from the spread offenses at the college or pro level or borrowing from the wide zone Shanahan coaching tree and that whole side of things. The Patriots offense feels like it's stuck in a rut with Josh McDaniels right now, where it's the same things that we have been seeing for 20 years here in new England. And there has to be some updates and some different things. Bill O'Brien, I watched a good bit of Alabama tape the other day in preparation for this uh, to happen with Josh McDaniels. Some of the things I liked about him, obviously he has the RPO element and the motion element that he brought to Alabama and Alabama brought to him. I would say more so than anything. Uh, They love to run pre-snap motion. The one thing that I love about what Alabama does And this does help when you have Jalen Waddell and Jamison Williams and John Mechie and you have these fast receivers. But what I like about what Alabama does is they throw the ball to guys in motion that are already moving. Right. So you can hit you can get the ball into these players hands when they're already going nearly at full speed. And and that is, I think, a really nice wrinkle that the Patriots haven't done a ton of where you get a guy already rolling and then you toss the ball out to him in the flat. You give him some lead blockers and watch him go with it. Uh, There are some RPO concepts that obviously I hope that he would bring that Mac Jones fared well with. And then there was also uh, some things with bunch formation stack alignments that I really like. They gave Georgia in particular, especially in the SEC title game, all sorts of fits with bunch, right? Three three receiver bunch formations and attacking rules out of bunch sets. I think those are things that the Patriots would like to do as well moving forward. And we've seen Josh McDaniels and the Patriots do at times here. So I think there are elements of Bill O'Brien's scheme which really is a hybrid of the Patriots offense and a spread offense, right? And he's combined both of those concepts into one. And I think that was a big reason why he was successful in the beginning with Deshaun Watson and why he was able to coordinate last year pretty well at Alabama, almost to a national championship. So I like a lot of those things. I do think the O'Brien element of it, though, that you do have to consider is a little bit what we talked about with Mac last year is – it's pretty easy to coordinate an offense with Jamison Williams and Bryce Young and uh, John Mechie and the stable of just incredible talent that Alabama has, right? I mean, it's pretty right. hard to mess that up. So when you come to the league and things are a little bit more equal, uh, I don't know how much that is going to be a factor. But I like O'Brien. Well, here's the thing. If you want a guy, if you want them to draft John Mechie, Jamison Williams, right? I mean, yeah. O'Brien's probably going to push for that, right? I would and hope then so. you probably have, at least with Mechie, probably have Mac pushing for it. So right. if you really want them to go the all-out Alabama route and, you know, take John Mechie in the second round, take Brian Robinson in the fourth round, then I, you want then you want O'Brien here. Then you're kind of stuck on that one. Yeah, I like O'Brien a lot. I think that it makes so much sense because he has adapted the Patriots scheme. Now, a lot of the reason why he adapted the scheme, because he started adapting it here in New England and uh, from 20, uh, 2009 to what, 2012, uh, before he went to Penn State. They, they ran a spread system at that point in time with the Patriots. It first started as three receiver, obviously, with Moss and Welker and, and Dante Stallworth. But then eventually it transformed into 12 personnel, two tight end spread. And they ran a lot of pace. 
Uh, they ran a lot of up-tempo stuff, and they spread the field, and they ran the ball out of uh, light formations. And, and they ran it against nickel and dime defenses, and they were effective running the ball just as well as they were passing the football out of those formations. Then he goes eventually to Deshaun Watson in Houston. He's got a quarterback that can run. He's got a quarterback that can run last year and Bryce Young. And combines this Patriots Earnhardt Perkins style scheme and brings in some spread elements. And now you have a little bit more of a modern version of Josh McDaniels offense. The other guys that I would look out for real you, quick. Can I give you one more Bill O'Brien connection? Cause I just yeah. looked into this. So I mentioned maybe John Mechie, Jameson Williams. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. We talk about wide receivers, Allen Robinson, pending free agent. Okay. Bill O'Brien coached him at Penn state. Yeah. Chris Godwin pending free agent bill o'brien didn't coach him but he recruited him to penn state he left the next season but he helped recruit chris godwin to penn state so bill o'brien is you know you could say arguably and i might be missing somebody i'm not super high on Allen robinson but arguably top two receivers in the draft top two receivers in free agency all four of those guys connected to bill o'brien i like that i think all patriots fans should like that you mentioned chad o'shea yeah So there's two schools of thought here, right? You could either go with a spread offense, which I think is what fits Mac Jones the best, but just for argument's sake, that would be the Bill O'Brien. I also put Tim Kelly on my list of potential candidates who was the offensive coordinator for Houston under Bill O'Brien. How about Tim Jenkins? What's that? How about Tim Jenkins? Yeah, our our boy Tim Jenkins comes in in OCs. That would be great. That'd be great. He'd do all that spread stuff. Yeah, there you go. So uh, Tim Kelly is another name that I would watch just as if you can't get O'Brien, then the second best guy, if you want to run that style of offense, is his old OC in in Tim Kelly. But I want to move over to Chad O'Shea. You either want the spread offense here in New England that you see at Alabama, or you want the wide zone scheme that you see with Kyle Shanahan and with Sean McVay. And the last couple of years in Cleveland, Chad O'Shea has worked in that wide zone scheme under Kevin Stefanski. So he could bring in, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to bring in, in uh, the 49ers run run scheme, right? Where they have Debo Samuel and, and all these guys running the football from different angles and different directions, but certainly maybe some bootleg, maybe some harder play action from wide zone system uh, in terms of blocking, maybe some more familiarity with motion and things like that, like the 49ers do. So if you want to go that direction in terms of wide zone system versus spread, if you want to go towards the wide zone scheme, then Chad O'Shea is your guy. He's somebody that's had experience in that as well. And, That's something that I think uh, would be interesting. I don't know exactly if it fits Mac Jones that well. You know, typically when you talk about those wide zone quarterbacks, uh, you think about guys that can get out on the move and make throws from bootleg actions. And I'm not sure if that's exactly what they want to be doing. Right. But I I think that that's still an option uh, too. I also would, I know that you don't want to hear this name, but I wouldn't rule out Joe judge. I, I, I know that a lot has happened since this, since that happened in 2000, yeah, none of it. Good. None of it. Good. Uh, Daniel Jones stunk under Joe judge for the most part, but he was apparently the OC in waiting. If Josh McDaniels had taken the Colts job a couple of years ago, then it would have been Joe judge. Uh, last name I'll throw out there. Uh, he's been working on the giant staff under Joe judge is Jerry uh, Shoplinski. I think I'm saying that correctly, who was uh, the assistance quarterbacks coach with the Patriots 
for a while until he left for Miami with Brian Flores. Uh, he is a guy that has worked with young quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo is on the record praising Chaplinski. Jacoby Brissett's on the record praising Chaplinski. Uh, he worked a lot with Tua Tagovailoa, obviously, in Miami. So that's another name that if you're looking for a quarterback groomer, uh, then Chaplinski is somebody that has a nice track record with being able to work with younger quarterbacks. But the obvious answer is Bill O'Brien. We just wanted to give you a few names that Belichick's thinking outside the box. One more name just to humor me. You know I want them to call Joe Brady. They're not going to call Joe Brady. Yeah. I want them to call Joe Brady. I I I think that if you're looking for some new age flavor for something different, uh, Joe Brady would definitely bring that to the table. Uh, more empty formations, more New Orleans Saints type stuff with motion and different alignments and different personnel packages. I think there is some overlap there between what Brady does and and what the Patriots do. Now, Brady is not a heavy personnel, six offensive line guy, right? That, that's definitely not going to be what he's going to want to run. He's going to want to spread it out and, and throw the football like they did at LSU a couple of years ago. But that's somebody else that I would personally like them to call. Is there any dark horses that you could see, though? What do you, And what do you think about the guys already on the staff? Because I, I don't see that happening, but maybe it does. So, again, my dark horse would be Holman Wiggins. Yeah. Like I said, from Alabama okay, on the yeah. staff. I would go Troy Brown. I just I don't think they have. You know, unless somebody's going to come over from the defensive side of the ball, I'm trying to think if maybe there's somebody on defense who has experience coaching both sides. I don't think there right. is. Um, yeah, I think it's Bill O'Brien. I think Troy Brown would probably be the closest, but I'll go to, again. My my dark, 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 you know, out of nowhere. Yeah, um, would be Wiggins, but I still just I don't actually think asked the. Somebody down in Alabama that covers the the Crimson Tide about yeah. Wiggins because you you threw him out there and I thought it was an interesting name. And he said to me that he'd be absolutely stunned if Nick Saban lets him get out of the building. So I think that that's going to be heard that too. I think that's the biggest obstacle is that Alabama knows that guy's a hell of a coach and they're right, not going right. to just let him walk out. And I don't know if Bill Belichick would go and steal one of Nick Saban's rising stars from underneath him if if Nick Saban sees him as a future OC at Alabama. So the flip side of that, what I would say is, like. Bill's not going to steal him for a lateral move, lateral move, right? But we know Saban and Bill have that relationship. So if Saban thinks that highly of him. Right. How hot Bill probably thinks very highly of him. And is Saban going to block him becoming an offensive coordinator in the NFL, going from college to the NFL? I don't think Saban would block that, right? Yeah. So I think more realistically, what would probably happen is the Patriots hire Bill O'Brien and then Holman Wiggins becomes the Alabama OC. Right. Yeah. That seems to be the more. Cool. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with you there. Okay, this is more like a, it's more like a name to know three or five years from now. Oh like yeah, after no, Bill O'Brien or after whoever. Anybody that's coached the wide receiver factory that is Alabama and produced that many first round picks at that position is good in my book, right? I mean, yeah, clearly he's as talented as all those guys are. Clearly he's doing something right with those receivers that all of them have not only been first round draft picks but all of them have produced in the nfl as well and will continue to produce uh besides i i guess maybe uh you know some of the the guys that had some off field troubles uh talking about you know henry ruggs and stuff like that okay dave ziegler i i think that some of the praise for dave ziegler has gotten just a tiny little bit out of hand i think he's a really smart guy i I think that he 
hand in the draft process last year. Certainly somebody that had a voice at the table when they made these personnel decisions. But ultimately, like I said earlier, I think that they have some guys in the pipeline that would be able to step in for Dave Ziegler and replace a lot of the things that he did. They didn't miss Nick Casario at all. Nick Casario leaves. Ziegler moves out the food chain, as do a couple of other people, and they didn't skip a beat. Same thing happened uh, 10 years ago or whatever that was when uh, Scott Pioli first left, right? I I think the Patriots have a really good feel for the pipeline in the front office. The other thing that I would say is when they went on that free agent spending spree, and and maybe the draft is a little bit different, but when they went on that free agent spending spree, every single free agent that we talked to, Alex, after they signed with the Patriots said what? They They signed here to play with Bill Belichick. They didn't right. sign here to play with Dave Ziegler, right? So, well, that's why that's why they chose the Patriots. Why did the Patriots choose them? I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. But the, like, I, I, I think the praise is more just a talent recognition thing. Okay, I, I just look at it in the draft and I say not not to take away what Ziegler has done, but I, I'm saying this to quell fans' concerns about losing right. this guy. I, I look at the draft and I say they took two Alabama guys at the top of the draft. So as much as I want to give Ziegler a ton of credit. Just cutting in real quick. The Raiders just made the Ziegler hire official. Okay, so Ziegler's official. We're still waiting on Josh McDaniels. There's no way he does it again, right? There's no way. There was no way he was going to do it one time. No way. No way. Back to Ziegler, though, because that is now official, as Alex just said, that he is going to the Raiders. If they drafted somebody that wasn't a Nick Saban player, and at the top of the draft last year, and their, their two hits weren't Mac and, and Barmore. I'd sit here and say, okay, Ziegler's got a real eye for this thing, right? He's got a great job of identifying talent, scouting talent in the draft. I'm pretty sure that Bill Belichick just liked Mac Jones and Christian Barmore, called up Nick Saban, said, do you give me a thumbs up? He said yes, and he drafted the guys. I, I don't know if it's that much more complicated than that. If you want to give Ziegler credit for Ramondre Stevenson, Uh, then maybe that's somebody that I can get more on board with. Mainly what I'm getting at here is I'm not sure that this is as big of a loss as everybody is touting it to be, because I do think the Patriots will have scouts in place with Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh that can take over. And I think ultimately the buck stops with Bill Belichick and, and he's the one that's making the decisions anyways. So I'll give you a very interesting one here. Cause I think, and I see it in the chat. Some people are concerned. Well, doesn't Ziegler have the Patriots draft strategy? And we saw this a couple years ago. Uh, was it Harold Landry, right? Was the edge rusher from BC. Yeah. And we knew the Patriots really liked him and the Titans took him like two picks before. Yeah. So Ziegler probably does know a lot of what the Patriots want to do in the draft, but check this out. Patriots first round pick 21st overall Raiders first round pick 22nd overall. Oh boy. Second round Patriots pick 53rd Raiders pick 54th. The next round, Patriots 85th, Raiders 86th. And then guess what the next round is? 123rd, 124th. After that, the Raiders actually own one of the Patriots picks from the Trent Brown trade. So then it goes 162 and 163, both to the Raiders. The Patriots pick 10 picks later. But as things stand right now, how fun is this? As things stand right now for the first four rounds, the Patriots pick one pick ahead of the Raiders in each of those rounds. Yeah. That could get interesting. That could get very interesting. Yeah, that that's an interesting point. I don't know how much you really set your board yet. 
I think you do a lot of fall scouting and you have an initial idea of guys that you're going to look at. The Senior Bowl is next week. That's obviously a big, big thing for the Patriots with the draft process. So I don't think the final board doesn't usually get set until after free agency because you also don't know what free agent moves you're going to make and where you're going to fill holes in that respect either. So ultimately, I don't, I'm not too concerned with that because I do think that they uh, are still a ways away from finalizing that board. But yeah, they'll, they'll definitely be going for similar players in Vegas as the Patriots, right? They're going to try to build a similar scheme. Do you think that Josh McDaniels will take anybody with him from the Patriots current staff? Because I think this is another angle that we uh, should touch on here. Uh, The potential of Gerard Mayo, maybe being the defensive coordinator there or power just go out. No, I, the sun is coming in extremely bright and I, (laughs) I will get up in a second to close the blind. Uh, Gerard Mayo, defensive coordinator. Nick Cayley is a John Carroll University guy. These two are John Carroll University guys and Ziegler and McDaniels. Uh, They could pull uh, from that coaching ranks as well to give uh, Nick Cayley some more responsibility in Vegas. What do you think about who they might take with them as I go and shut this blind? Well, we know about the relationship. Belichick Belichick and Saban have talked about this. They talked about it in the HBO documentary that you don't take guys for lateral moves you know, you don't basically you don't blow up the ship as you're as you're getting off. So I think, uh, you know, I look at Kaylee, basically the guys Kaylee Lombardi, who were viewed as potential replace in internal replacements for McDaniel's. I think you have to view both of those guys as potential offensive coordinators now in Las Vegas. And then the other element of it is Gerard Mayo. What's going to happen with him? You right. think he's going to leave his opportunities open to potentially go out and get a head coaching job. And we've heard rumors that McDaniels has courted a couple of defense coordinators. I I can't think of any of the names off the top of my head, but maybe if maybe that spot stays open for a little bit, I think Mayo's definitely somebody he could potentially take with him. So those would be the three names, Kaylee Lombardi and Mayo. I don't think Troy Brown leaves. I think unless it's for a head coaching job, he's staying in new England and seeing it out. Uh, Maybe an offense coordinator job, but yeah, Kaylee Lombardi and Mayo would be the three I'd watch. Yeah, I I, I look at Mayo and I, I've heard a lot of well, it's a lateral move. He's already gotten head coaching interviews, not without the title of being defensive coordinator technically in New England, but he's gotten interviews, but he hasn't gotten the job. So the way you get the job is you go run your own defense, right? You get out of Belichick's shadow, you get out of Steve Belichick's way, and you go and you run your own defense with the defensive coordinator title, with the play calling responsibilities all on your shoulders, and you do a hell of a job with the Raiders, and then all of a sudden you might get into a head coaching job more seriously. And the interview, he's kicked all the interviews out of the park. He's done a great job on the interviews. Uh, the Eagles were praising him all up and down last year before they hired, hired Serrania about his interviewing ability. So I think he can really interview. But the problem is, is that people are concerned about how much is it really Belichick versus him, right? And that's a big, a hard thing to get out of. So if I'm Gerard Mayo, I'm definitely thinking about uh, going to the Raiders with Josh McDaniels as the defensive coordinator and getting out of Belichick's shadow. And that would then, of course, open the door. And this is the dream team now. We're, we're starting to talk about this. Uh, 
being a real possibility. I think a couple of weeks ago, we brought up the fact, Alex, that Brian Flores uh, could potentially be the defensive coordinator here in New England if Gerard Mayo were to leave, but probably not if Gerard Mayo was still here. So if Gerard Mayo is gone, uh, then it opens the door with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator, Brian Flores as the defensive coordinator. Maybe you bring Joe Judge with you uh, back here to run special teams of, or maybe just be another coach with a big brain on the staff. And all of a sudden you got a lot more brain power back in the building. Uh, the other right. angle, this is Brian Flores could say no to you and go to the Raiders and be the defensive coordinator there. Uh, under Josh McDaniels. So uh, there's that possibility as well. Uh, but it seems like McDaniels would at least call and, and really consider taking a, one of the Patriots defensive coaches with him to be his DC in Las Vegas, especially with Ziegler going as well. They're a united front and they're going to want to bring in some guys that they feel good about in terms of worked with in the past and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. That. Running backs. Running backs coach. We're going to, I want to loop back to McDaniels here before Kevin Falk. Kevin Falk. That's Kevin. the whole conversation. Okay. But n- no love for Vinny Sinceri. Maybe I guess it, it should he, be. He's the one that's been here, right? That's, that's the thing is that he's the one that's been here and has been groomed by, by, uh, by Ivan fears here for the last couple of years. It would, it totally makes sense to bring in Kevin Falk like they brought in Troy Brown and, and give him the job, but it would be a little bit unfair, I would say, to Vinny Sinceri, who's been working here and, and working under uh, fears for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, but here's the other thing. Vinny Sinceri was a defensive coaching assistant at Alabama, played safety, move him to that side. And, and like, look, yeah. maybe McDaniels takes somebody from the defensive side of the ball. I just – it should be Kevin Falk. Absolutely should be Kevin Falk. I know it's maybe not fair to Sinceri, but he's the better option. Okay. Last thing here. How would you view the end or how would you view the Josh McDaniels tenure in New England? Because we've it talked about it's it over yet. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. We've gone back and forth on it. I've probably swayed a little bit more back and forth on it than you. I, I feel like you've always been a Josh McDaniels truther and the fact that maybe he's not all that he's cracked up to be in terms of uh, the hype around Josh McDaniels. I've always been a pro McDaniels guy. I've came back over to the other side, the dark side of it a little bit more this season, but what is your legacy for Josh McDaniels? Will you remember him as what well, I think he, well, he's been here for pretty much every Super Bowl, but as the offensive yeah. coordinator, he was the offensive coordinator for three Super Bowl championships, uh, five appearances, or four appearances. Uh, will you remember him as that guy, or will you remember him as somebody that, without Brady, wasn't exactly the the, the sauce, right? It wasn't exactly right. the, the, the cure-all here. I don't think people realize how woven into the fabric of the Patriots Josh McDaniels is. Yeah. There's not that many people who have rings from all six Super Bowls. And he's one of them. He's been here since 2001. Obviously, there's that little break in the middle, but um, he was a big part of it. Like him or not, he was a big part of it. And I think that's that's ultimately his legacy here is that he was as much bet. You know, I don't want to say it, no. Ernie Adams was Bill's right-hand man, but McDaniels is right there. McDaniels is probably yeah. the second closest to McDaniels uh, to to Belichick of anybody, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like I'm missing somebody obvious, but I I don't think I am. Like even Nick Casario, 
I don't think was here as long as McDaniels was. I think they actually so, got here the same exact year, but they went such a different path of how they rose up the ranks that it was a little bit different. You're right. But I think with Josh McDaniels, the, the thing that you really started to hang on to here at the end is he essentially made it so that Bill Belichick wasn't necessarily coaching the offense a whole lot, right? He coached the quarterbacks and he worked with the quarterbacks on game plan and uh, scouting the other opponent and things like that during the season. But from everything that you talk to with people uh, around the organization, Josh McDaniels was more than just an offensive coordinator for the Patriots. He was touted as the head coach of the offense. And I know everybody said, well, isn't every offensive coordinator, the head coach of the offense? Not, not really. Right. Because direction, uh, game planning, play calling, personnel decisions on that side of the ball. I think a lot of that ran through Josh McDaniels. I, I really do. I don't think that a lot of those personnel decisions and you saw it at Alabama's pro day when they went there to scout Mac Jones. Josh McDaniels was right there with Bill Belichick when they were scouting Mac in person at Alabama's right. pro day. So not only do I think that he had a hand right specifically oh sorry Dante Scarnecchia was the other oh, name I couldn't think the other of I, that's embarrassing sure uh Josh McDaniels had the autonomy of the offense in my mind in terms of game planning in-game play calling the one thing that I would say was a little bit touched on by Bill Belichick was fourth down decisions and those types of things but in terms of the stylistic approach of the offense the foundation of the offense the in-game stuff the game planning stuff and then I would also say towards the end especially after he left the Colts at the altar in 2018 he started to become more involved in the personnel decisions of who they were uh, drafting offensively who they were signing in free agency from an offensive standpoint can you use this guy? How would you use this guy? I think those are conversations that they had a lot with Josh McDaniels. So this is extremely big shoes to fill. Whether you like the end of the Josh McDaniels era or not, whether you're excited for some new flavor or not, you have to respect the coach and you have to respect the guy and what he did here for the Patriots. And now we can look forward and, and start to move on here and, and look for maybe some new flavor and some new spice. But I think we're both uh, in unison that Bill O'Brien just makes all the sense in the world. And it's kind of, it doesn't need to be overly complicated with where they go at this hire. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's it right. just, it's, it's like the Mac Jones draft pick. Like, is it the yeah. most mind blowing thing? No, it's called Occam's razor. Sometimes the most obvious answer is the correct. Most of the time, the most obvious answer is the correct answer. Yeah. The, the last thing I'll say about this, what I, what I think is interesting is what, not that Bill Belichick is not slowing down anytime soon. And I, I think a big part of the reason why Josh McDaniels is leaving is because it doesn't sound like Belichick's retirement is any sort of intimate. All right. So this could be five right. years. It could be 10 years. I, I don't think that anybody truly knows uh, when Belichick is going to hang it up. But now that Belichick is alone, essentially without McDaniels, without Brian Flores, Matt Patricia is back in the building, but I don't think anybody actually wants Matt Patricia to be the next head coach of the Patriots. I guess you could have a conversation about Gerard Mayo, but that is an interesting angle uh, that the presumptive head coach in waiting, if Bill Belichick decided, woke up this time next year on a, on a Sunday morning and said, you know what, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, Josh McDaniels was more than likely the guy that was going to get that nod. Now he is going to the Raiders. So... Uh, there is a little bit uncertainty there of, of a succession plan if Bill Belichick ends up having a shorter leash than we all expect in terms of his uh, life expectancy as the head coach. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Sorry, yeah. I don't. I don't know if we're trying to get off before the the game starts. Oh no, no, no. So, you can give a take. Oh, okay. on that. Go ahead. Um. I, yeah. No. I think it is like you said. I think it is an indication that Bill's going to stick around. And I think you look at Mayo. You look at all these guys on the staff and who is the next. You know, they're, they're for the first time in a while. Who is the next guy? We don't know. Right. We don't know. And you know, maybe that's a draw for somebody like Flores to come back. We've talked about would he come back if he's not officially the DC? Would he come back if he has to split the role with Steve? Well. If he knows that he's he's kind of the penciled in Belichick succession plan, right? You know, is it worth not being the OC if you know that you're going to be the head coach? Maybe, maybe I could see some pull to that. I always wanted Flores to be the next guy, and it wasn't realistic. He was never going to hang around here for that long. He had the opportunity in Miami, he took it. But that whole year, 2017, we're talking about they had in 18, they had the next guy and they traded him. They had the next guy and they got rid of him. They had the next guy and they let him go. They did, right. but it wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo. It was Brian Flores. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's a fair point. All right. We can wrap it up there. The game is about to kick off in uh, Kansas City. Bengals, Chiefs, really interesting situation here. I honestly... I did not think that Josh McDaniels was ever going to actually leave. Honestly, I, I, I thought that he was going to stay put here and be. Start, the let me ask you this: Starting when? When did you believe that? That he would leave, or that, that he, he wouldn't leave? That he wouldn't leave after he left the Colts at the altar. Okay, because I, 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 I've heard people say that, like from before then. I, that the Colts thing is when I thought, okay, so he's here forever. Yeah, I really thought he was going to be here forever. Not only because I wasn't sure if another owner was going to trust him that he was actually going to take the job when he said he was going to take the job like he did with the Colts but more so I I I just thought that they had promised him maybe not promised because I know that that's been debunked by multiple reporters at this point that they promised that he would be the successor to Bill but I thought that he saw the stability in the Patriots ownership and the operation here and that he could just hit the ground running I think ultimately what happened is what happened with Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo is that Bill outlasted the window, right? Bill's still right. going. And, and I think that McDaniels thought that that was going to end sooner than it actually has. And and now he's found himself in a place where he can't really hang around much longer and wait his turn because he needs to pounce on this job, an open vacant job with the Raiders. And here we go. So Josh McDaniels officially, we think, gone to the Raiders. I'm Again, as I started the show with, I am not going to believe it until I see Josh McDaniels in Raider gear in a in a week, maybe next uh, Monday or Tuesday, and we see him at the podium talking about being the head coach of the Raiders. That's when I will believe that he's actually leaving the Patriots, but at least reportedly right now, Josh McDaniels going to the Las Vegas Raiders to be their head coach. Dave Ziegler has already been officially announced by the team, I believe, as their general manager. Uh, so that one's done, and I don't think Ziegler is going to leave him at the altar. And the Patriots are, for the first time in a decade, a decade looking for a new offensive coordinator. That, that's a, right. a big undertaking with the second-year quarterback. We both think it will be Bill O'Brien. I know Alex has a post up on 985.com about candidates that could potentially replace Josh McDaniels as the Patriots OC. I have a similar post up on CLNS, uh, same thing about candidates. So if you want our full list of candidates, you can go check them out on our respective websites. And Alex and I will be back on Tuesday to continue to talk about this coaching carousel. And uh, hopefully we'll get some, you think we have an OC by then? How long do you think they drag this out? I think they might drag it out. Bill Belichick's not a guy to necessarily make a, a, a splash announcement about these sort of things. Remember when Matt Patricia came back and it was kind of like, you know, 
yeah, but you know, a little bit quiet. Uh, I maybe that situation was quieter just because of how Matt Patricia came back after getting canned by the Lions and kind of walked back with his tail between his legs. So maybe that was why they didn't want to publicize that one as big as a new OC hire, but. I think that they're going to take their time with this. I'm sure they already have a short list drafted up uh, knowing that McDaniels was interviewing in the first place and was interested in the first place. So I don't think this took them by surprise, but maybe by, I don't know, maybe by the combine, we know who their OC is. I don't think it's going to happen super quick. Do you think it's going to be like instant or? I think so. I I, I think the longer it takes, the higher chance it is, is O'Brien. Because yeah. I don't think anybody else is calling Bill O'Brien. You know, if it's a guy like Chad O'Shea, if they're going to go, you know, like a Joe Brady route, right? I think there's yeah. maybe a rush to get that guy because there might be other calls for his services. Sure. I, I think with Bill O'Brien, he's either coming to the Patriots or he's staying in Alabama. So they can take their time with that one. So the longer we go, in my mind, the greater the chance it's Bill O'Brien. Agreed. All right. Well, we'll sign off there. Let you guys go. Enjoy the games. Uh, enjoy championship Sunday. Alex and I, like I said, we'll be back on Tuesday. We'll continue to talk about this coaching carousel, Pat's OC targets, uh, draft talk, senior bowl, all those good things on Tuesday. Please subscribe to the channel Patriots press pass and uh, on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast as well. Patriots beat. We're all over the place. We're still on Spotify. Don't worry about that. And Apple uh, podcast and everywhere else and like i said we'll see you guys tuesday but uh thanks for joining us this weekend it's been a lot of fun with all the breaking news and we'll continue to keep you updated here on patriots press pass see you guys later